Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. This is the Smarticle Podcast. You could have chosen any of the two other quadrillion podcasts available in the galaxy. You've chosen ours. We are humbled. And in thanks for you choosing us, we are going to give you five seconds of silence. Yes, you've chosen our podcast, and we're giving you silence. All right. Wow, did you we, just literally flip me the bird at the end of the silence? Hey, come on, man. Well, I'm just can saying. not let everybody know it's, it's a podcast. I know, can't but see people, that. you put this up online. People could see your mom could see it. It's Have a little professional decorum, Larry. That's all I'm asking. Okay, we started a new program a few weeks ago. If you right now go to where you get this podcast and leave a comment, so leave a comment, like it, or subscribe to it, Brandon is going to say a prayer for you. We're calling it our <laughs> alms for action program. Alms, that's like, no, that's when people give you something. Prayer for action. Alms for action. So you don't even know what that means. If you want Brandon to cure that nasty rash that's been on your ankle, leave a comment. <laughs> I'll Brandon pray prays for, them. for you. And then the rash goes if away. If somebody left a comment and said, please pray for my rash, I would do that. Because Larry, so at the beginning of the show, you said they chose us. You know what? We choose them. Yeah. We choose them, Larry. Listen, you leave a comment, Brandon prays for the rash. We get some traction on the Smarticle podcast. It's just alms fraction, Brandon. Uh, alms, almost, uh, it, even, uh, that doesn't work. Is, in the last part I want to say about this, I don't think people realize how strong your prayers actually are. <laughs> I know sometimes we joke about this, but you've got really strong prayers. So I, <laughs> I am a prayer warrior for sure. Alms for action. There you that go. Makes sense. <laughs> Today's post. The key to happy, stable marriage, it comes via the great Rhea Cohen. She's the Raina, author of the- Raina Cohen. Let's give her The other her significant others, reimagining life with friendship at the center. So real quickly, before we get into this, I was actually at Brandon's wedding. He decided to veto the wedding invitation we gave him. So we went, Brandon, to come to ours, and I actually went to Brandon's invitation. Just because we're talking about marriage, little just context there. I was out of the country, but- that's neither here nor there. Okay, Brandon, the woke of MAGA meter. Brandon, please tell me that we got some MAGA effing marriage advice today for me. No, we got no MAGA advice. Dang we it. got MOCA advice here. Full MOCA, full woke. Well, I wouldn't say full woke. She seems reasonable to me. I'll give her six. Just a quick another public service announcement. I've been married for 40 years. Brandon's a newlywed. So <laughs> just I think that also just adds a little nuance yes, to what we're doing. 40 years, dude. Oh, can you imagine? And you're a newlywed. I yeah. can imagine that. That's just, we, every day is like a walk in the park. Fantastic. Here's a smidge of the article. Some classicists argue that friendship played the central role in ancient Roman society that marriages do today. A Roman might refer to a friend in terms that people now use for only a spouse, such as half of my soul or the greater part of my soul. In the Byzantine Empire, pairs of male friends, who in some cases might have been lovers, would enter Christian Ooh. churches to be ritually turned into brothers. United for life. Some were buried together. Oh. But as more shifted, a spouse took on the role once played by a friend during the Victorian era and increased emphasis on romantic love, encouraged young people to expect more from marriage, not just pragmatic benefits, but also deep connection and companionship. Since then, expectations of marriage have continued to balloon. Now, movies, songs, and books tell us that a spouse should be not just your greatest love, but your everything. As the Michael Bublé song goes, your confident soulmate and best friend. All right, 
So even more perspective for me, Brandon, because I was listening, reading this article. Humans have been around for like 300,000 years or so, something like that. So, so there's kind of been some unions between people, argu arguably for that long. And marriages, as we think of them, like you grew up, you find your soulmate right off into the sunset, like a Hallmark movie. Those types of marriages have been around for like 90 years. So yeah. 300,000 versus 90 years right. is the perspective here. Right. For most of human history, marriage was a partnership, an economic partnership where you would marry into a family and the family would marry into you and you would combine them. So you'd c combine resources. It's oftentimes why one chief would marry their, their daughter, son or daughter off to another chief, son or daughter. So you could combine the, the link between those two groups of people. So there was politics involved. So this idea of romantic love is relatively new. I've read a number of things. I, I, there's probably some good reasons for the romantic love piece. Obviously, if a man is in love with his wife, he's probably going to be less inclined to beat her, right? So, you know, the violence of a marriage might be less because, let's be honest, I mean, women have taken the brunt of bad marriages over mm. the... I mean, you could say that, oh, she was a henpecked yeah. him, but, I mean, you know, rarely was she taking a bat to his head. So... There is something to be said about men treating women better and that a healthy marriage would be a respectful marriage. But I don't think that has to do necessarily with romance as much as it has to do with respect. And how do we get there? I hate to say it's all like um, because of the movies and TV shows. No, I, it's probably more to do with the Industrial Revolution and the ability of people oh, to— Oh, because we had time. We had time, exactly. We had time, and we also had a rising standard of living— so people didn't need the community. So think about, you said 300,000 years, 300,000, 100,000 years. Ish. You know, ish in so, that. You get the point. There's a ratio going Yes, on. there's somewhere in that thing. But for most of human history, we lived in what were called clan groupings, which meant yeah. sort of cousins, extended family. We lived in clans to protect ourselves. And most of those clans, for most of human history, before the agricultural revolution, people lived in nomadic clanal groups. So you would go from place to place because food resources were limited, so you'd have to move. So moving is more dangerous than living a sedentary life because there's dangers out on the Serengeti. Mm. So you would live with other people to help protect you. And the idea of a clan means family. Family is going to stick by each other. That's the basic fundamental idea. As we move away from that clanal nomadic lifestyle and we become more sedentary, people live in villages, but that's still communal living. They're still living, like you, you've, you've said this before, like we're looking in on each other's lives. We're seeing what our neighbors are doing. We're not living, by the way, people living out in great distances away from, from communal groups basically didn't happen before the modern era because it was unsafe. If you're by yourself out somewhere, you don't have protection. So as we move away from that, we move to this new idea of romantic love. And ladies and gentlemen, that was the history of marriage brought to you by <laughs> I know, Brandon I know. Doble. I, but you got to have some context, man. You got to have some context. I, yeah, I, I often think we need context, but not as much context as you give. <laughs> Just a smidge more from this article. Sociologists have found Hey, wait a second. Pe People should write in and say we need more or more or less. Okay. Sociologists have found that married people have weaker relationships with neighbors, relatives, and friends than single people do. We end up undermining romantic relationships by expecting too much and weakening friendships by getting expecting too little. And kind of back to what you say, in the old days, our family was our friendship group, whereas now it's more the friends that are the, like, real friends of the friends group. But 
we're not making as many friends. We're not like, you know, you live in the suburbs, you go to your home, you, you don't even know your neighbor. Yeah, you're isolated from it. And and there's no guarantee that a family group is going to be better for you no. than a friend group either. No. I mean, I've known lots of people that are like, their families suck. They're not nice people. They're not good. Well, they're much better off if they just have a yeah. good, healthy friend group. Yeah, yeah. Part of that is just knowing yourself, knowing what's, what, what is a good group. I wonder sometimes if people even understand what a good community looks like. I, I feel like we, we just don't have that. Well, okay, so just real quickly, my definition of that is just some person, couple, family member that you share with. Mm -hmm. Like how many people, how many married people have another couple that they actually share how things are actually going on in their marriage with? Yeah, and she references in this article about a um, one healthy couple had another couple living with them. They had a, a couple with a child, so they shared a home. Man. And, you know, because of economics or whatever, and they, it was really healthy for their marriage. I mean, I think about that a lot. I think that if we had, if, I know that Corey and I are very social people and probably social is a part of it, but we would happily live with, with other couples. Social is one thing. Sharing is another. I think yeah. lots of people, I think most people, oh, I'm social. I go about, no, you're right. Do you actually share what is going on in your marriage? Well, you love to make fun of my time and my oh. fraternity. Uh -oh. uh, and you know, in the oh, another the, story, more the story Alpha time with the, no. the Alpha Tall Mega House. But one of the great things about living in fraternity is you're in this house with these hundred yeah. dudes, and you had to work together. You had to, I mean, you're you're sharing rooms with them. You got to clean up all that stuff. I know. Avoid your whatever it's about ready to come out of your mouth. Avoid no, saying. No, is it. your marriage like the ATO? <laughs> what I knew whatever was going to come out right there. Is There's a look that Larry gives me saying? when it's you know that it's just absolute. Hogwash coming I'm out of his mouth. I'm just wondering if my point is it's communal that you're sharing life together. You're sitting down at the same table together, a hundred dudes in a room eating dinner together. It's just a different experience than if you sit down at your in your family table. Now you guys are big family table people. You have your and I know as kids have gotten older, it's probably harder. But you always like you sit down with your family. I've been coming to the Olson family dinners for 20 years, and they're fabulous. I love them. But you guys sit down as a family and you guys have conversation and yeah. your wife drinks too much wine and it's just fantastic. W but what is that what you mean by sharing? I mean, just like couples. My wife, so we've been married 20 years, not 40. Oh. Seems like 40. Ooh, seems like forever. We've had two bouts of going to marriage counseling. One, thank you, driven by Brandon Doble about yes. 10 years ago. And we've recently had to go back after 20 years. And my wife had, like, we're around groups of people now. She loves to just share that we're going to marriage counseling again. She just overshares it, it. She just, like, loves to share it. And my first, like, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, oh, God, we're, like, she does it in front of, like, people we know well and not know well. Everybody. But it does put this out there that, like, there's just, it it instantly deepens the conversation of whatever group when she shares we're going to marriage counseling. And I I hate it, but then I'm like, you know what? I love it. Yeah, I think, well, I, I'm i much more open, I think, than most people are in general. I'm just not uncomfortable sharing my life. I mean, I feel like, why would I lie to people? They know, it, you know, there's nothing worse than being around those people that you know that they're full of it. But, oh, yeah, everything's great. Oh, life's perfect. I'm like, life's not perfect, man. You got yeah, there. but that's sort of how the system is set up. You go to someone's house. I know house it and... is, but that my point is, you've made a point for how, why it's healthy to actually share your yeah. life to say, "Hey, you yeah. know what? You know, I always appreciate it." Corey will tell you, I don't do well with broken wings. That's a kind of a weird term, but people that are just a hot mess, 
Unless. Mm, interesting. I don't like people that are a hot mess. They bug the hell out of me. Unless those people are willing to own their poop. Mm. If they're o- willing to say, hey, man, I am a hot mess. I don't know what I'm doing. I just am barely hanging on. Man, I'm in it with you. But when you're like are a hot mess and you're like, oh, no, everything's great. My life is great. Everybody's life's great. I'm like, and yet there's churches are notorious for this where hot messes show up, the broken wings show up, and then they expect you to put up with their shit because they're, you're in a church. Like, oh, a, we're all Christians. We're supposed to put up with each other's nonsense. No, we're not. We're supposed to be honest with each other. We're supposed to share life with each other. And if all you're doing is dumping on me the whole time, that's not sharing life. That's you dumping on me. The greatest marriage advice or nugget of information that I ever got was from the great Rob Bell. Oh. And he said, like him and his wife were talking about marriage, and they said, it's just about connection. Like, do you keep the connection with your partner? Like, do you go on the same vacations? Do you read the same books? Do you go to the same movies? Do you have the same friends? Like, because once the connection starts slipping, that's when you kind of go your own. So so this idea of like having friends that you share, keeping that connection between you, like you just can't, you can't put a price on that. Yeah, and I also think there's a danger for people who say, who who believe someone, oh, we, oh, we have to agree on everything. We have to share everything. No. We have to go, we have to like the same things. I mean, absolutely not. Well, you do not need. I'm screwed. What you need to do is, you don't like everything your wife likes. No. Right. And that's my the point. The Bachelorette? Is like, right. I mean, there who are things, that? there are things, your wife loves it. Yeah. But there are things point. that we can have as our, maybe we share it with our other friends. But I think at the core of it all is do we share a common vision in, in terms of what we want for our lives together? I think that's a big part of it. All right. So here is a final plea that I'd like to give oh, before we get out of here. Way. If you would like Brandon to come to your house and do some marriage counseling, <laughs> he'd be happy to do that. He's been really busy with these all-fan shows he's doing where you pay a couple bucks, he does a dance in front of your thing. If you'd rather have Brandon come to your house and do some marriage counseling, he's a lovely fellow. I would be a great marriage counselor. I would really be great. I I I don't know about that. I think people but, should uh, email us, and I'll do a Zoom marriage counseling with them. Yeah, they're oh not going to like what I have to say to them. There's <laughs> going to be a lot of tears, but I will tell you the truth. Okay. Well, listen, I just want to say this. Brandon, thank you for offering your marriage counseling services today.